Hey everybody, it's Jake Wiskirch and welcome back to the Noggin Notes podcast where we aim to educate and enrich your noggin on all things mental wellness, spiritual well-being, emotional regulation, and psychological health. And this is part one of a three-part series that I did with my good friend Adrian Sutherland. We work together in the rural areas of Nevada and we thought it would be a good idea to help people understand the dynamics of what rural life is like and what what it's like to bring rural mental health care to a population that's so distant and removed. And we, we just uh, we just decided to do a podcast. So we sit down and broke it into three parts. This is part one, and it's an overview of what rural is versus urban and why it's important, why we're talking about this at all anyway. So I hope you enjoy it. Uh, it's sponsored by Zephyr Wellness, as always. But uh, this week, we're co-sponsoring with Community Chest Incorporated. Community Chest is a a nonprofit organization stationed in Virginia City, Nevada, and also serving several outlying towns. And if you want to look them up, it's communitychestnevada.net. Zephyr and Community Chest go back a number of years, and they, they, they have great leadership, they have great heart, uh, good spirit, and they're, they're doing the right thing, uh, bringing services to people who don't otherwise have access to them. So check out communitychestnevada.net and sit back and relax and enjoy the rest of the podcast, which is episode number 39, An Overview of Rural Mental Health Care, Part 1. Well, we're back on the podcast, and I'm Jake, and I'm joined by Adrian Sutherland. Hi. Hi, thanks for having me. Hey, no, thanks for being here. You're doing us the favor because um, I don't like booking guests. And so uh, the fact that we can sit down and uh, do three of these at once uh, makes me very happy. So we're going to do a three-part series on rural mental health. And I guess we should start by introducing you. Okay. Who are you and what are you doing? Why are you here? What are your credentials? So I am. I work for a nonprofit called Community Chest. It's in rural Nevada. I'm a licensed clinical professional counselor, also a licensed clinical alcohol and drug counselor. I teach a class on motivational interviewing at the University of Nevada, Reno. Oh, you do? I didn't know you did that. I do. That's cool. Yeah. I love MI. It's good stuff. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Um, no, I mean on a clinical, professional level. You're clinical director up there. Yes, clinical director at Community Chest. I say up there because for the listening audience who may not be familiar with the regional geography of the Reno-Sparks-Tahoe area... Uh, Adrian's uh, agency works out of Virginia City, which is um, a historical site. It's known as a, a living ghost town. Um, it's it's wonderful. You you look like you're ready to talk, oh, no, brag about it. It's a legitimate ghost town. <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it is legitimate, but it, it, living as though um, people still live there. There's business conducted. There's mm-hmm. lots of tourism, and uh, it's very tiny. It's very very picturesque up in the. Um, in the mountains behind Reno. And so if you ever get a chance to, if you're not from here and you're listening overseas or across the the United States, if you ever get a chance to come to Reno, definitely visit Tahoe because that's a gem of the world and definitely visit Virginia city for the same reason, but just a very different reason altogether. It's in the mountains and there's wild horses and burrows running around and uh, there's old mines and there's mock mine tours and old casinos and uh, saloons where people got shot and killed over bad bets and <laughs> it's it's wild it, wooden sidewalks and they hand make uh, candy and jerky and all sorts mm-hmm. of stuff and i think it's still the wild wild west i, th- I think you're right changed. i would agree <laughs> with you but anyway it, it is considered rural even though it's uh, you know 20 minute drive from reno but um you guys also serve further east into nevada 
We do. So we serve Lyon County as well, which is the Dayton, uh, Silver Springs, Fernley, and Urington area. Mm-hmm. And what do you do? What are the services that Community Chest offers? So we offer a variety of services. Um, you know, our our mission statement is to help people learn how to help themselves. And as such, we look at the entire family system and the systems in which the individuals and families live in in order to try and address systemic changes. So what does that look like on a uh, – <laughs> when I do this with my fingers, it means keep going. <laughs> You're on a roll. <laughs> I wasn't sure what that was. Yeah. Um, so we – given that we serve the entire lifespan, we have youth programs. Really, our agency was started when – uh, Deb and Sean Griffin moved up to Virginia City and realized there were no child, child care services up there at all. And so they began child care services uh, initially for the elementary age population that has expanded. And so now we have a before and after school program that goes all the way up into middle school, because as we know, middle schoolers tend to be that lost age group. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have other youth programs such as employment case management, helping youth get their GEDs if they were credit deficient helping them to really be successful and, um, you know, not only gain that educational experience, but also that work experience. That's awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm pleased to be associated with you guys because um, you do such good work and you've been around for quite some time. 1991? 91 so, was when it was created, it yes. co- Yeah, so 27 years. I mean, we're coming up mm-hmm. on 30 years of community chest in Virginia City, and it's grown by leaps and bounds. And you guys just built a new facility. You took over the, the Story County Library, actually. We did. Well, several years ago, we, we started storing the books from the Story County Library when that was shut down. And so we have recently just finished an expansion on our building to go ahead and display those books again and get that library started. You're much more than just a, a human resource organization. You, mm-hmm. You're you're an integral part of the community. Absolutely. That's really awesome. So you guys do that. You do outreach. Um, you do job skills building. And you, you serve families. And I wanted to talk to you about rural healthcare broadly, but specifically mental and behavioral healthcare, because this is a mental health podcast. Why are we talking about rural? Why, why, first of all, maybe we should define rural versus urban because Nevada is very unique. Mm-hmm. Um, we have two urban centers. Go ahead. I, I talk all the time. They're, they're used to hearing me. You talk. So in my experience, what I've found is that what differentiates rural mental health compared with urban is there is such a lack of resources in rural areas. And not only do you have limited providers, but you also have limited resources to get people to those providers. Right. So transportation tends to be a barrier. Um, drawing a blank right now. <laughs> well, all resources that come in. So transportation would be one, obviously, getting the care. The care itself is scarce in rural, in rural areas. The distance that they have to cover, mm-hmm. um, basic uh, referral sources, so primary care physicians are lacking, uh, dentistry is lacking, community services like what you guys offer in the form of even libraries, sometimes that's lacking, um, funding is lacking, mm-hmm. insurance coverage is lacking, and of course, and I, and I hate to say this, uh, quality often lacks uh, because there often lacks competition, and competition drives quality in, in many re- respects. So yeah, those are all barriers to treatment, especially and, when you oh, – go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, as you're speaking, 
from a personal experience up in Story County, we only have one medical provider, and that is one day a week for the entire area. And if you look on a map of Story County, both sides of the county are completely disjointed. There's no road connecting one area called Lockwood mm-hmm. to the county seat in Virginia City. It's very mountainous, and there's lots of canyons and so forth. Mm-hmm. So even if – you can connect to those, but there, it's a long hike, and it's on dirt roads and <laughs> – yeah. Horse and buggy type stuff, uh, frontier days. But what I was going to say earlier about the the lack of resources is oftentimes, I mean, wealth doesn't accumulate in rural areas. Wealth accumulates in urban areas, and so people in in rural areas are often working multiple jobs. Uh, if they have any, they've got you know kids that they have a tough time attending to, and so being able to to serve a kid who maybe has a mental health issue. And take them to the the therapist is very challenging because let's pretend that you do have transportation. It's probably used to get you to and from work. And if you're at work uh, while your kid is out of school, kid doesn't get any help. So one of those one of those ways that we help to break through those barriers is to bring services to schools in the rural, rural areas. Correct? Yes, actually, we are in the schools in Story County. Uh, there are two elementary schools, and we're in both elementary schools as well as the middle school providing services. And our counselors, I forgot to mention, obviously, we have mental health services, case management mm-hmm. as well, as well as domestic violence advocacy. Um, we are actually going on site to the schools because of the transportation barriers so that we can be on site and working with the school counselor, working with the teacher. And Zephyr does something very similar in the in the urban area of Washoe County, where Reno and Sparks are. But we're just starting to scratch the surface of doing some of that out in the in the rural areas too. So we are we are starting to see some change and some some breakthroughs. But for many 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 years, the the rural areas just had no resources. They had nothing. Uh, and f- you know sometimes people want to move to those areas for those reasons. But other times people just end up there. And when they need services, it's tough to get them. It is. And I, I don't, I think one of the things that strikes me about rural Nevada in general is it, it's much cheaper to live out there. And I think a mm-hmm. lot of times people move out to the rural areas for affordable housing. Good because point. As we've seen the housing market um, increase exponentially and then crash and then increase again, I think that people have migrated out to those areas. And all it is, it, it just takes one simple thing, such as your car breaks down and then you can't get to your job. And it, one thing after another happens to the point where then you find yourself or a lot of the individuals that I work with find themselves in these scenarios that they can't even get themselves out of. Right, because there is no leftover income. Exactly. Uh, because there's hardly any economy. And uh, some of the economy that is present, not necessarily in our areas in uh, Story and Lyon County, but uh, further east in Nevada, at least, there's mining. Uh, mm-hmm. But the mining, again, tends to be very siloed, and it often tends to bring in talent from outside the area. And they're, they're, there's temporary workers. And so the it, there's not a lot of pass-through of the of the wealth that's even accumulated in the economy that does exist, uh, exactly. casinos and so forth. The, the dynamics of Nevada, so the listener knows, we have Reno and Vegas, and Reno is in the north. People people think Reno and Vegas are, are connected. They're not. They're about six and a half hours apart in a drive uh, if, you're, if you're really moving. But really, we call it seven hours uh, apart, and in between is a lot of desert. 
Uh, Nevada is about 110,000 square miles in area, and about 88,000 of those are rural. They're not Clark County, which is where Vegas is, and they're not Washoe County, which is where Reno and Sparks are. So it's it's a whole lot of terrain to cover with very few resources. So places like Community Chest are absolutely crucial, but one of the barriers to treatment also is recruitment of people to work in those areas because if you're having to to live in reno or sparks which is where the universities are or las vegas where the universities are uh, there's one in elko um, one in carson which is right near reno and sparks you're asking people to move to communities from which they did not originate typically and um, there's not a better reimbursement rate typically for those things we'll get in money in the uh in the, the 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 part three i think but um it's it's really challenging so they're it, it seems obvious. Just open up a Zephyr Wellness in Lovelock. Just open up a Zephyr Wellness in Elko. Just open up a community chest in Pahrump. And and you can't do that because there are sometimes hundreds of miles in between your mm-hmm. anchor site and the satellite site. Yes, and that is actually one of the challenges we as an agency have experienced as we've grown. Because we started off in Story County and have more recently expanded into Lyon County. And we're in the process of going down into Mineral. Oh, so, I did not know that. Well, right now we have another program I forgot about is <laughs> Nevada Families Clinical First. director, you say. I know. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like there's so much going on that it's hard to uh, remember all these things. It's good stuff, though. Um, but uh, Nevada Families First, which is our home visiting program for individuals who are, in, who are pregnant or all the way up to children at age four. And we actually go into the home and provide services like nutritional plans, behavioral health, um, modification, anything like that. Um, so what I started saying <laughs> was... Pregnant pause. I know, right? It's okay. The, um, having grown, one of the challenges we've, we've experienced as an agency is how do we duplicate that feel of an agency mm-hmm. that we had when we were only 10 to 12 individuals strong operating under the same roof. How do we go ahead and imprint that into all of the other communities that we're going into, providing that support for all of the employees that will be there and trying to bring that essence into the community? That's challenging, and I can empathize. I think one of the reasons I really like working with you guys at Community Chess is because you're very much like Zephyr. Uh, in that you're you're very family oriented as a team as mm-hmm. as em- employees, um, it's very mom and pop, and I think the community responds very well to that type of atmosphere. It's it's non corporate, it's not sterilized, it's you know the people stay there for a long period of time typically uh, as as workers, and then to replicate that into another community requires some real dedication from the the people who are going to be working there. Um, they, they almost have to be homegrown in those communities. So you mentioned Mineral County. I'm assuming Hawthorne is where mm-hmm. you go. You, you need somebody from Hawthorne who's going to be there and knows the community and, and has the reliability and, and will be a friendly face to all the neighbors, so to speak. Yes, and also understands the politics yeah, of absolutely. the community. And <clears throat> each county in rural Nevada has a completely different feel to it Yes, and different dynamics to navigate. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely true. So those are th- that's kind of the landscape of what we face with with rural versus urban. And, and to the listening audience, I appreciate your uh, patience with this. But we are not, we have not spent much of our professional time in other states. Uh, we've we've spent it in Nevada. We can talk about Nevada pretty well. And um, 
but we also know that there's different dynamics. But generically speaking, when we're discussing rural versus urban, the problems exist universally. There's more resources in the urban areas because that's where they generate the, the resources, and so the they get returned to those areas, and there's fewer resources in the rural areas. Um, poverty tends to exist in the r- rural areas a little bit more dramatically because it's not overshadowed by the by the wealth. Uh, it's not that it doesn't exist in the urban areas. It certainly does. But in the urban areas, that's where the resources are, so it just kind of tends to hide a little bit better. Uh, and, and usually there's transportation issues because there's there's spread, uh, there's distance between communities and, and so forth. And so as you're listening to this, what we would invite you to do, if you have comments or questions, please write into us at info at nogginnotes.com or info at zephyrwellness.org and give feedback because between, even though we're going to record these in succession today, in between, if we collect those, I can I can bring those into the into the introduction uh, I do an introduction. Adrian's looking at me like, what is that? Um, I do that later. I record an introduction to, to the podcast, and I can I can field some of those questions and, and give some context and then obviously handle them in a listener mail uh, episode as well. So if you happen to be listening you know, in Georgia or Kentucky or uh, you know, England or uh, Cambodia, where I know that we have listenership, please, please, please weigh in on this because we know that we are limited in our knowledge and our experience and i would love to hear more because we're adrian's nodding but we're, we're both very yes <laughs> i am <laughs> yes <nodding>. we're limited <laughs> uh, no but we're both also really involved in our uh, state and local governments and trying mm-hmm. to facilitate change so if we can bring national or international knowledge to that conversation ultimately everybody wins and obviously i live in nevada i'd like nevada to be not 51st in everything that you shouldn't be 51st in because we are uh, regarding mental health and mental health care but if we can bring in some outside knowledge and help elevate that conversation, we, we sure would appreciate it. So this is your opportunity as listeners to help us. And I think that what's been most successful in rural Nevada has been the grassroots movement. And I'm sure that grassroots movements are operating all over the country, all over the world. And I, that's where it, really the knowledge is invaluable. And so many different things can be created that could be transferred to a different area. I couldn't agree more. The, the top-down approach um, <laughs> rarely works anyway, anywhere, but um, but you're right. There's not been a lot of assistance. I've been in Lyon County for about nine years now in different capacities, and I can absolutely echo that and agree with it. The people on the ground floor who just decide, looked looked around at each other and went, "Hey, we all have something in common. It's living here, or it's working here. Let's let's do stuff." And they got together and did it. It wasn't because you know there was some order from the governor that made it happen. Although those help because they usually come with money. <laughs> governor Sandoval, if you're listening, we'd appreciate money. Um, <laughs> but uh, I know you don't have some purse to dip into. That's that's unfair. Um, but they do, yeah. So if you if you're part of one of those movements. Definitely let us know. We appreciate it. So that's going to wrap up part one. Uh, like I said, info at nogginnotes.com or info at zephyrwellness.org. Um, please shoot us your email. Go ahead. And if you're interested in learning more about Community Chest, it's www.communitychestnevada, all spelled out, .net. And they are a nonprofit and they take donations. So if you want to fund them, they will gra- greatly and readily accept your money. <laughs> Uh, We'll be back with part two in a week. Thanks for listening. And uh, for Adrian Sutherland, I'm Jake. Thanks for having me. 